Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you be blessed as you listen to this message. And help me celebrate the drama department of Church 316. Hallelujah. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So this is still a month of the Holy Spirit and... Um, don't worry, just stay with me. We're going to link it to turn around. It was very funny when this message was being put together. Oh, by the way, I look like choir. They say we look like waiter. <laughs> okay, sorry. I apologize. Say pilot. Abuse. Pilot. <laughs> ah, hallelujah. Amen. Please open your Bibles with me to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2 verse 11. I'm sure you brought your Bible to church. If you did not bring your Bible to church, open your phone. Open your phone. Don't go to WhatsApp. Just slide. In case the devil wants to tempt you, resist. The Bible says you resist the devil and he will flee from you. So resist the temptation. Don't go to Instagram. <laughs> resist the temptation. There's no emergency. You will see it after the service. The post will not disappear. Uh, it's just a few more hours in God's presence. Let's give him the honor that he does deserve. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 2 verse 11 says, For even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. 12. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Now we have received the spirit of God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. You see, there's a general assumption that salvation is a gateway to get to heaven. It's right. Um, that assumption is right. When you accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, you do get to heaven. But that's like the smallest of the advantages that come with joining life with Christ. But it seems like as Christians, we have majored on the minor and we have minored on the major. Because everybody wants to go to heaven because I remember I put their hands on candle before. Yeah, so that's born, you are like, ah, if candle can burn like this, let me not go to air fire. That's the only reason you're a Christian, because you don't want to go to air fire. How many people, true or false? Everybody like, you know what, raise your hand with your full chest. You know that if they remove air fire, if Jesus just said, if you don't give your life, you will still make heaven. How many people will not be just bother? Oh, Jesus, this is your law is too much. Just hold yourself. Amen? So some of us, the reason we accepted this Jesus is escape from air fire. Um, if you're not even sure that that's you, that's why you'll be asking questions like, so if I'm caught in the act of sinning, will I still make heaven? If the trumpet sound like this, and I'm inside fornication, can I still make heaven? If I'm Christian asking such questions, because you know the only reason that you accepted this life of Jesus, that you will come to church on Sunday, is just let me share George Jackma from hell. Because you have read, and you know, we pastor, we preach this. If I want to start air fire, and all of you will be afraid. If I do what I call, everybody will come and go like, ah, this fire that this woman said, let me not enter it. So we, we have, 
preach the gospel of Christ to thrive on your fears, right? So there is more of a fear element. And that's why it seems like the laws of God are really hard to live by. But the truth is, hellfire is like the smallest of reasons you should accept Christ. The reason you have this new life is to make you share life with Christ, for you to become one with Christ. You know how much power, how much authority, how much good that can do you and I, aside from making heaven. But here, Paul is writing to the church. He says, we cannot know those things. And if you don't know them, you cannot appropriate them. He says, we cannot know them except by the Spirit. So when you and I accept Christ as our Lord and Savior, and that's why when Jesus was going to go, he says it's, it's expedient for you that he would live, expedient for you and I, that Christ will live so that the Holy Spirit will come. So that when the Holy Spirit comes, you and I will become, will begin to know the things that we have been freely given. You know, I can imagine my son coming home and saying, Mommy, please, I beg you in the name of God, please, I'm hungry, give me water. If you, if you were the child and your child comes and says, please, I beg you, please give me water. The child is not a handicapped. He has leg. The child is not a toddler. Maybe like 10-year-old. And he's coming to beg you, please, 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 I beg you in the name of Jesus, please give me water. What will you say to the child? You will vex. Show her, all right. Akpa odwe. Ese oko. Let me translate in English for the sake of. I wish I knew it in Igbo. What is Igbo? Your hand no break. Ah, Igbo people are falling my hand. No, yeah? I have to, I have to call her out. <laughs> Minus one. <laughs> no, yeah, zero. English one. Ugo, God bless you. Try to. It's, no, it's even Zion. Thank you. Please say it loud. Use borrow mic. Finish. What he said, exactly. I wanted to repeat it, but nah. I failed before I started. Which one is that one? Is that hand or big leg? Hand. Say the leg one. Big voice, let me hear you. If it sound like somebody's fighting with you, your leg will break. Then which one is? Eyes, you cannot see. Please borrow your mic. The, the language is sweet to me, but I know that I cannot repeat it. It will sound like tongues to me. There are two ways to say it. Uh -huh. Aha. You shall get what he said exactly as he said it. Do you realize that sometimes when we go to God in prayer, that's what he's wondering? We have laughed, eh? That's how God is wondering that. Ah, ah. But you cannot know. The things that have been freely given, except by the Spirit. That's why Jesus said, it's for you, I have to go so that the Spirit can let you know. So that you don't come into my presence and you are begging and I'm wondering. What he said? <laughs> who, who knows Ausa? Let's balance it. Ah, Victor will fall our hand. Victor, what's your left? Ah, just... Oh, jo please borrow our microphone. Victor, I believe in you. Now that it's been a long time. He did NYC in the north, right? He lived in the north. Uh, please borrow. Okay, we have gone, sorry. Jesus will come back. Um, hand is not paining you. 
Leg is not paining you. Yes. Eye is not blind. Exactly. Exactly. As simple as that. You go to God and you are asking for some things and he's like, exactly. As she's saying it. I remember reading a book by Kenneth Egan. He said he came back to his room after, after preaching at a service. And as he got back into his room, he started to feel a pain. And then the devil said, uh-huh, that childhood pain that you think God has healed you from, it has come back. He said he sat down by himself in the room and he started laughing. He said he laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed and said, God only does good. He does not do evil. So if this pain is coming back, it's not from God, it's from the devil. And because I share life with Christ, sickness, diseases, and pain cannot be found in me. He said he did not pray. He had a good laugh. That He just imagined the devil and he laughed, laughed, laughed. He was rolling on the bed. By the time he finished laughing, he got up, he ate, chest pain, gone. The things that have been freely given. Remember, you and I will say, ah, call pastor. Pastor, do not pick. Call each other prayer. She don't pick. Call Nazario. It's like he knows the Hebrew and the Greek. Let him pick. If Nazario do not pick, call Fee. I feel you too. He's upcoming artist. Let him pick. If he does not pick, he will not be shaking. I see like Yanu professor. One day in church, call Yanu. It's like she will pick. Yanu does not pick. You will not be saying, ah, your mommy will not say, let's go to one Woli Akbar. You say, my pastor do not pick Woli Akbar. Let's go. I need things that have been freely given. And then we run Elta Skelter. For the things that are already yours. Yours in the first place. So Paul says that these things are freely given. But you only know the things that have been freely given as you get in with the Holy Spirit. And you know, don't worry, I'm going with First Corinthians. And, and, um, and then Paul gives an insight into some things that have been freely given. And you find that in First Corinthians 12. Please open my Bible. In my bag. I brought my Bible for just one reason. I brought my Bible for one reason. First Corinthians 12. Please open your Bibles with me to First Corinthians 12. So Paul gives us an insight into some of the things that have been freely given. And he calls them the gifts of the Spirit. You know, as I started to meditate more on this gift, I realized that contrary to what we assume, that operating in the gift of the Spirit is not a sign of maturity. That's why they are gifts. You don't do anything to merit them. They are simply the things that have been freely. Do you know the advantage that some people have? If I say, everybody in this hall now, I'm going to give you one million dollars. What advantage do you have that other 360 members don't have? The ones that will not get it. What's the difference between you both? Do I hate them? The difference is they are not in church. That's all. They are not, it's not relationship because I don't love you any more than I love them. The only difference is that they are not here. So number one, they don't know. Now that no is a symposium discussion because someone of you can text them and say, whoa, Pastor Biso Yemoti Ama. One million. As I have sent to her, it have credits. You even say screenshots. So knowledge might not be their problem. Their problem most likely will be availability. Because by the time they come, we most likely would have shared the grace. 
So the reason some people seem to operate more or enjoy the things that have been freely given might be knowledge but not always true because some people know yet do not enjoy it. That's why the scripture says that the letter puffs up. It says, but the spirit gives life. What makes some people operate more in it is that they are available to the Holy Spirit. And when there is a need and you are yielded and available, he will say, operate in it. So don't say that, ah, this person. The reason I'm saying this is we have exalted some people into problem because they operate in the gifts that you also have but you are not using. And oftentimes we exalt those people and if God does not help them, we put them in trouble. Many men of God have been put in trouble, have been put in trouble because of the same gift that you have. Difference, use. Bible says that who by reason of use, Hebrews, have gotten into maturity. Okay, now let's look at this, some of these things that we have. So number one, the gifts are not a sign of maturity. They are freely given by God. Never forget, it's not a sign. They're freely given. You maximize those gifts by your availability and your yieldedness to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, not you, is the sole decider of when, how, even why to manifest the gifts. So you can say, God, I want to prophesy. You will lie to yourself. You see this um, Psalm 126 when God turned again the captivity of Zion, I mentioned that they had been in captivity for 70 years. In Jeremiah 29, a prophet came and said, this captivity in two years, you will come out. Jeremiah came back and said, Iropo, 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 Lailai Lova, Iropo. Now, if I came to tell you that, ah, this problem you are in, God is going to bring you out in two years, you say, Amen. You will start shouting. God bless you. You will fire the amen. So the prophet came and said, two years. God said, eh, me, I say 70. You, you say two. It's okay. Happy birthday. <laughs> and then the Jeremiah came back and said, God even told the guy that, you see, that they are 70. I wanted them to have soft cushion on their neck. He said, now I will remove it and give iron. You don't read it. It's in your Bible. You read Jeremiah. Then he, God now came and said, you see, he told you that you will come out two years. He said, no, in that land, marry, eat, be lavishing. Because 70 years, oh my, you will not remain minus one. Why am I saying that? If you don't know the things that have been freely given, you will meet people that will lie to you. And scripture says that in the last days, people will have itchy ears. So they know what you want to hear. You will come out of it. You will marry next year. The brother will come. Just be staying in your house. He will see you from the house. Bluetooth the ring to you. Hey, man. Don't have good character. Let your mouth be running like that. They say, hey, you have said Z. Don't worry. The woman and the man will marry you. Man, don't have a job. Be lazy. She will marry. You will marry next year. You will not marry next year. Find job first. Because these are the things that we claim. And God is looking at you and saying, you think I will give you my daughter? The daughter that I've been pampering, you will not come and be giving her Gary 101. Do you know what they call 101? I've been 010. If you are doing 010, can you see bone? You can't even see bone before you see straight. No 010, no breakfast, 
lunch, no dinner. You are perpetually in a fasted. They say, how are you? I'm fasted. They know that your fasted life is conditional fasting. So what are you doing? They say, what's your future plan? I'm praying. You're always waiting on God. You never catch God. Like God is running marathon with you. I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm, I'm praying. I'm still, I'm still seeking the face of the Lord. Like God is playing hide and seek with you. You will not find me. You will find me. Some of the things that we, pro- we ask as prophecy, when you get into the scripture, the Holy Spirit will tell you right now, no boyfriend, focus. But you are looking for all of us that we prophesy. Sometimes when we say you will marry, you are not the one we are talking to. It's another person that is in the world. But you say, hey, man. If you, yeah, listen to be telling you, that's not for you. That is not your own. When they say job, that's when you should say amen. But you will not hear because you don't know the things that have been freely. He said, now, husband is in your future. Wife is in your future. Now, no. Now you wake up. If they leave you, tell him, morning to night. Series, you cannot miss it. This is not even telling me. It's K word that became K drama. Those K drama, one day I was going through Netflix. I was with my husband, I was like, ah, let me look for one movie to watch. And I said, ah, this movie is nice. I look at it, season eight. I can't finish. <laughs> ah, no, souls are perishing. Let's not start. We will watch it. Let's, let's come back to the things. First, one now. It's not as a beginner. Let's come back. Things that are freely given, but you know them by the Spirit. First Corinthians 12. Verse, verse 4. So I said, they are freely given there by the Holy Spirit. He dispenses how he uses them. He says there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit. There are differences of ministries, but the same Lord. There are diversities of activities. It is the same God who works all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Number two, it's not a sign of maturity. Number one, it's not a sign of, I don't even know what number I Pick the number as you are writing this. It's not a sign of maturity. It's available for all. It's not for you alone. These gifts are not for you alone. Sometimes he will give you a word for someone. Sometimes it can be anything. It's not for you alone. It's for the perfection of the body. They say, join a I don't know, I don't want to join a department. I like my private life. I'm a private person. I'm an introvert. Where is it in your Bible? I don't like people, really. Who are you? A lion. Because you don't like people, but you, you yourself, you say you're a chosen, you're a people. Say, <laughs> so I don't like people. Do you hate yourself? Say, join. No, I like to only sing in my bathroom. Thank God you even have voice. Some people, if they sing in the bathroom, the tiles will crack. God gave you voice. Come and sing and edify. No, the gift is only for you. The gifts, you see, God makes no mistake. They say you are fine. Come and stand at the door. So when people come into the house of God, they see fineness and say, ah, this God is a God of fine. Let me be coming to this church. It's a lie. You'll be hiding. You're not mosquito. What are you hiding? God has given you gifts. You can write. They say write. They say no. They're not pay- How much are they going to pay me? The people that have been paying you, what have they done for you? It's English I miss with Yoruba. It says it's for the perfection of the body. You didn't, you didn't give yourself that skill, remember? You were created. The one that created you understands why he has given you that gift. And he decides how you should use it. 
You think you have achieved the measure of success. You continue to use your gift for God's glory and be amazed at the things that he will do. The world might not like it, but you just keep at it, using it for God's glory. I heard a man of God say, say something, and I've literally been saying it anywhere they give me the mic. He says, when he wants to collect a job, he asks God, can you be glorified in this? I've not been able to wrap my head around it. You know, now I work in a church, so I can't I can say that, me too, I'm like that. It's a lie. When I first started to look for a job, I was not looking for God's glory in the job. When I take the job, I will then be a Christian on the job because I can't separate my life. But I don't go and first ask God, God, I take this job first. Is how much are you paying? You paying well? I'm showing up on Monday. I'm even ready. Before you ready me, I'm ready. Did you see the meme about the guy that went for an interview and said, they said, why should you take this job? The guy to ask them, why is this job available? Why are people always resigning from this job? Anyways, I'll see you on Monday. I will resume because I'm available too. But I'll learn to take it by force. <laughs> so the manifestation of the spirit is given to each all for the profit of all. To one is given word of wisdom. The reason I brought my Bible is this is a jacket for study Bible. And I totally agree with his definition of this gift. And I thought to just touch on it individually before we go. Word of wisdom, and I'm just going to read some of his definition. It says, word of wisdom is a supernatural utterance at a given moment through the spirit. It's supernaturally disclosing the mind, the purpose, and the will of God about a specific situation. So you know what to do. That's wisdom. Wisdom is knowing what to do, when to do it, and how to do it. Knowledge is just you having detailed information. Understanding is you able to being able to comprehend and assimilate it. Wisdom is knowing how to do it. That you know how to do it does not mean you know when to do it. So wisdom tells you when, how, and what exactly to do. So it marries knowledge and understanding together. And you have that on the inside of you. You see the powerhouse that you are. That is beyond making heaven. Leave heaven. You will make heaven if you have confessed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Now let's walk the other gifts. You are such a, you are a bomb. Person I see in Ambisa, just let me look at your neighbor and say, hey, bomb. You are a dynamite. You are a powerhouse. You carry the Holy Spirit. Spirit of wisdom. So you know what to do. You know when to do it. You know how to do it. That spirit of wisdom. Word of knowledge. <clears throat> Word of knowledge is a supernatural revelation of information. Remember I said knowledge is information, right? Super, that's why some people come and tell you, I'm like, your mommy is black, her name is Shade, she's tall, she's yellow. It should not surprise you. Are you don't you know your mommy is tall before? I'm saying, oh, pastor, pastor, deep, go, kilo deep, don't you know? You have the Holy Spirit on your inside. So when they tell you your mommy is Shade, you say, yes, sir, I know. I'm not saying don't honor men of God. You honor their giftings, but you are also a powerhouse. So whatever they are saying to you is a confirmation. Word of knowledge, the supernatural revelation of information pertaining to a person or an event given for a specific purpose, usually having to do with an immediate need. So when they come and tell you your father's house is yellow, they're not painted black at the back, they under it, you have bowl at the side, and they finish describing, then what? Because some people do that so that you can revere them. I say, ah, oh, Papa, you're deep gone. After that, 
When then upon then regardless upon still, thank you. Word of knowledge. So if somebody's coming and telling you all these things and they end it with your mother is a witch, just say right. I said the Holy Spirit have told you too that your mother is a witch. That is a different ballgame because the supernatural is real. But if that's not the case, if it's to manipulate you, then it makes no sense. But if you don't realize that you have it, and as they are saying it, you are checking. That's why the Bible says, test all spirits. And it takes a spirit to test a spirit. But if you, that you are a spirit, you are walking in the flesh, how do you test another spirit? So word of knowledge is you having accurate. That's why Brother Balaji will say that he loves going into a business meeting with unbelievers. He says once he enters like this and everybody there is an unbeliever. What's the law? Why? He has word of knowledge. He has an edge. So when the interviewer is going like this, he will just be coming like this. He's, he's like Ronaldo. He has all the defense, everything, attack, everything. He says, the only problem is when you get into an interview and you now meet another Christian, don't forget, your enemy is not God's enemy. And he says, he causes the rain to fall on both the good and the bad. He died for that one too. So when you now jam Christian, you now be saying, ah, Olua, mercy, mercy. Let mercy, let because both of us have equal advantage. You have word of knowledge, I have word of knowledge. What can help you is if that one that does not now know that you have word of knowledge, you, you have superior power. So you enter into business meeting. And they are in awe. But you know that it's not your intellect. If you, if you depend on intellect alone, you can't go far. Because there's superior wisdom. There's a wisdom from above that tells you it's like, it's like Joseph. When Pharaoh comes and says, ah, there's going to be famine, say, don't worry, I know the way out. You become the solution. And you know it's not your power. You carry word of knowledge. You know what to do. You have hidden information. And you have wisdom. You know how to do it, when to do it. I had a friend that says that whenever she's writing exams, once she opens her eyes in the middle of the night to pray, the Holy Spirit will show her expo question for question. She came out with the first class from Covenant. She said, after a while, all her friends used to wake up at 3 a.m. and kill us all. the same friends that are the same born again, that have the same Holy Spirit. Because they don't know how to use it, they will not come and be like, what, what, what is the question today? Which one should we read? We read chapter 2 and 3. Imagine she was, that's why I said that, it's also not for you alone. Imagine if she was being selfish. Holy Spirit, after that chapter 2 and 3, she now go read 1 and 4. Before you say, ah, are some of you not doing that with your gift? When you are not using it, that's what you are doing. I was talking to um, um, someone during the week that has this beautiful gift about, 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 it's called the helps ministry, where you can feel other people's pain. I say, I don't want it. I say, ha. Gifts are some people will do anything for. I know it can be painful, but God understands why he has gifted us. My time is up. Let's come back to the word. Number nine, verse nine. To another faith. Bible says that we have all been given a measure of faith, but this particular gift is a unique form of faith that goes beyond natural faith and saving faith. That's the one we've all been given. It supernaturally trusts and does not doubt with reference to a particular matter. So some of you are just dogged. Gift of faith. Remember, we all have a measure of faith, but there is the gift of faith. Where are we, where are we? 
uh, faith. And another, the gift of healing. You know healing. Someone is sick in their body. You are going, the Holy Spirit says, pray for the person. Don't ask what if. What if the person doesn't get healed? What if the person gets healed? Will you rather leave the person in their sickness? Imagine if Jesus did what if. What if they don't accept him and he did not die? This church now will be professional abattoir. All of, essentially, you people that it's only Sunday you are born again. I'm not saying you are not here. Oh. Those people that it's only Sunday they are born again. I shall know every Sunday they will bring cow, ram, calf, dove, depending on the grade of your sin. Some is malu. Because your sin, oh, oh. Some people is even elephant. Verse 10. To another, the workings of miracles. You know what kinds of miracle is, is it? It says the manifestation of power beyond the ordinary course of natural laws. That's what miracles are. Imagine that you are a miracle. You are a reservoir of miracle. Because the Holy Spirit is on the inside of you. Let's rush. Let's rush now. Miracles. To another, prophecy. Prophecy is a divine disclosure on behalf of the Spirit. An edifying revelation of the Spirit for the moment. So prophecy, when God tells you something that is to come and you are able to disclose it. To another, discerning of spirit. You've been able to decipher by what spirit people are speaking. It says it's the ability to discern the spiritual world and especially to detect the true source of circumstances or motives of people. I remember a man of God saying that he went to one church one day to pray and that as he was praying, don't be scared. It's not this church, but he went to one church to pray. And as he was leading prayer, prayer people will remember, Pastor Bartone that shared it, that there was a woman that was standing at the back with another man beside her. He now turned the woman and said, something, Mrs. something, something, something. I've told you, don't you ever walk into this hall with your hands on your, walk into this with your legs up and your hand down. The person beside your job said, ah! I see the person standing beside me that stood like this, is stooding like this, upside down stooding. In the spirit. So till the pastor told the woman that stand normal, the person that was standing beside her, that in the physical, she stand like this. In the spiritual, she stand like this. Leg up and down. Oh, the spider man. <laughs> you will not know if the person sitting down beside you is spider woman. I be spider man. Some people have married spider man. Some people have married spider woman. If you say, where did they meet? They say they met him in church. Because in church, hospital, you have different people. But you have discernment of spirits. Don't go and meet a father and say, Pastor, check. Between Nazario and Bumi, who is my husband? You... Like they said, they play. You will go and meet your mommy. Mommy, please take it to your holy. Between Shade, Bola, Tosi, Atibose, Atinkechi. And Alima, which one? Spirit of discernment, you have it in you to know. Spirit of discernment. And to another, different kinds of tongues. Now, tongues are of two kinds. There's the prayer tongues where it's unintelligent, and that's what we use when we're praying to God. And there's gifts of different types of tongues. The one that you have in Acts 2, is it Acts 2? Yeah, Acts 2, where you begin to speak in a language that you did not learn before. I had a man of God, um, one elder, is he Ensik? He went to Holland, and he saw this guy, and he doesn't speak Dutch. He said it was like, God, I want to minister to this person. And that somehow he opened his mouth, 
and fluent Dutch was coming out. When he finished speaking, the guy gave his life to Christ, thinking that, that's why I said, that this gift is not your working. It's the working of you. So after that, he just spoke French, um, Dutch. Someone gave his life to Christ. Now went to meet the ambassador, thinking that it's the same. You know, like Samuel said, that the spirit will come upon me like before. Oh, failure. Say, God, the life of the ambassador, he was saying nonsense. He was talking in the nonsense. But you spoke Dutch. He said, me, I sp- even me, I know that I spoke Dutch because the guy gave his life to Christ. But because at that point, it was for show off. The reason these gifts do not manifest is because sometimes it is show off. What is the purpose? Why do you want to prophesy? So that Bumi can know that you are filled with the Spirit. Whoa, fa, fa, fa. It's you that prophesy that you will back up that prophecy. Because God will not back it up. So he said he got to the ambassador and nothing came out. So, diverse, different kind of tongues, as long as, and, and to another interpretation of tongues. So that's why sometimes we speak in tongues and the Holy Spirit can give someone else the interpretation. And that's the one that you find, um, what Paul was referring to, that when you come to a congregation like this and you speak in tongues to people, make sure that there's someone else there to interpret so that people can understand. So you have all these gifts that are available in the body of Christ. And if you go further down, that's why I encourage you all to um, read some, uh, sorry, 1 Corinthians 12. If you go further down, then it goes on to talk about more ministerial gifts. And then that's verse 28. It says then this, and God has appointed this in the church, first apostles, prophets, teachers, miracles, um, teachers, after that miracles, then gifts of healings, helps, that's the person that feels someone else's body, helps, administration, you are good with administration, it's a gift that can be used in the body, just will come and say, the way they arrange this all is not fine, you that you know fine, come and arrange it, the way the choir is singing, you know if you don't do that, solar, you will laugh, you come and light you will sit back, criticize everything, but do nothing about it. The purpose of the gift is for us all, is for everyone. And then verse 12 says, For as the body is one and has many members, but all the members of that one body, being many parts, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we were baptized into one body, whether Jews or Greek, whether slaves or free, and have all been made to drink into one spirit. For in fact, the body is not one member, but many. And so, so you find that sometimes one person does not operate in all these gifts. Or maybe not even all at the same time. But we all need each other. Help me tell your neighbor, we all need each other. Whatever you are good at, we need it in the body of Christ. Tell your neighbor very well, whatever you are good at, we need it in the body of Christ. Amen. 14 says, for in fact, the body is not one members, but many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? And it goes on and on. And 22 say, not much rather. Those members of the body, which seem weaker are necessary. So if you think that you don't have anything, you are necessary. Let me tell your neighbor, you are necessary. And those members of the body, which think to be less, or less honorable, on those we bestowed greater honor and our unpresented parts have greater modesty. But our presentable parts have no need. But God composed the body, having given greater honor to the part, and blah, 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 and go, and go on and read it. Tell me, but go on and read it because my time is up. So everyone is important. You all have all of these gifts and it's our responsibility 
to, re, to walk this gift. It's our responsibility to be available and to be yielded to the Holy Spirit to walk this gift. Why is it our responsibility? You see, first um, Psalm 126, um, our promise for the year, that says, when the Lord turned against the captivity of Zion, you would think that after 70 years, right, they would just walk out and say, ah, 70 years, sick me, Odabo, Abi. Because prophecy has gone that they will stay there 70 years. Now, why is every single one of us important? Why is it important for every single one of us to walk the gift that we had, that we have or that we have been given, right? But the Holy Spirit that works it in us at different times. Why is it important? For the children of Israel, if you open your Bibles with me to Daniel's 9, prophecy had gone ahead of them. 70 years, they had waited on God and at the end of the 70 years, you expect that, ah, turn around, will come suddenly. But not so. Save that one man took it up as his responsibility for the body of Christ. Daniel 9 verse 1 says, in the first year of Darius, the son of Ahasuerus of the lineage of Medes, who was made king over the realms of the Chaldeans, in the first year, what does this, in the first year of his reign, what does he say? I'll open your Bible now. The first year, what does it say? Now it sounds like people are rapping. I, Daniel, understood the books, the number of the years specified by the word of God through Jeremiah the prophet, that it will accomplish 70 years in the desolation of Jerusalem. Then I set my face towards the Lord to make requests by prayer and supplication with fasting, sackcloths, and ashes. And I prayed my God and made confessions and he went on and on to make his confession. And what happened in 120s? In Ezra 1. Read Ezra. Okay, let's open to Ezra 1. So open. Ezra 1 then says, Now in the first year of Cyrus, king of Patia, that the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jerusalem might be fulfilled, the Lord stirred up the spirit of Cyrus, king of Patia, so that he made a proclamation throughout all his kingdom and also put it in writing. Thus says the Lord, blah, 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 blah. If you continue to read it, please read it at home. And, Ezra, and um, Cyrus declared the freedom of Israel. And that's why Psalm 126 is called the Psalm of Ascent. Why is it called the Psalm of Ascent? In Jerusalem, Jerusalem is on a hilltop. So what they would normally do when Israel is going, or when the Jews are going to Jerusalem to worship, like you are coming to church on a Sunday, this is the kind of psalm that they sing. They would say, oh, when God turned around this captivity of Zion, we were like them the dream. But for them to be able to sing that song, one man found by the books that God had prophesied it, and then he took it as his responsibility to pray that psalm. He did not say, it's not my business. I'm shy. It's only me. After all, it's not my church. It's not uh, Bisoye Ministries. So wait till consign me. No, be only me come. Whatever those excuses that we give not to walk our gift. He had the gift to pray. You know, there are intercessory ministries, right? And that's what he did. He interceded. We don't even hear Daniel going back to Jerusalem. Think about it. I've never read it. We never read it. So he interceded for something he most likely never partook of. Because even if he entered, I don't think it was significant enough for the Bible to make it a big deal. But he took it as his responsibility to intercede for Israel, whether we will acknowledge him or not. And after his intercession, 
what happened? God indeed turned again the captivity of Zion. And they said it was like them that dreamed. Because one man dared to walk his gift, not necessarily for his own benefit, but deciding that if God has gifted me with the ability to intercede, I will not say it's not my pain. I will not say it's not my problem. If God has given me the ability to sing, I will trust the Holy Spirit that I will sing, somebody's sickness will go. I will trust the Holy Spirit that I will sing, deaf ears will pop open. If God has given me the ministry of helps and compassion, I will love someone so much that they feel the palpable love of God. Whatever gift the Holy Spirit is working in your life at the moment, you will make up your mind that I will do it, whether I'm being paid, whether I'm being recognized, but I will use it to the best of my ability that God may be glorified. And then when the children of Israel are going, verse 4, if you read the message translation, then they will say, God, do it again. If you can turn again the captivity of Zion, do it again. But every time I think about that and I meditate on God, do it again. I ask myself, who is that one man that will stand in the gap till God does, does it again? Nigeria is bad. Nigeria is bad. Maybe you are the Daniel that God is hoping will rise up in the secret place and say, Tinubu might not know me, but I will pray until a change come like Daniel to this land. Whether I see it or not, I will keep interceding until change comes. And then we can say, God, do it again. I want us to bow our heads and say, God, help me. Help me to be that, like that one Daniel that will walk my gift. Help me, God. Help me. Help me. Help me. Help me not to be ashamed. Help me not to be tired. Help me not to be weary. To walk my gift. To walk this gift that the Holy Spirit has on the inside of me. To be confident. To be bold. To use it at every turn. In the name of Jesus. If you have prayed, God help me to walk my gift, and I want you to pray, God do it again. You have declared that you are turning again the captivity of Zion. You have declared that this month you are turning again our captivity. Father, we ask that you do it again. I am a Koshi Kadabakasata. I don't know what that situation is that you want God to turn around. I want you to table it before Him and say, God do it again. Do it again. Do it again. That's what the children of Israel will say anytime they are going to the temple, they will remember the testimony of Israel, how God brought them out. He brought them out with joy. If you read that testimony, they came out with gold and silver. These were guys that were in captivity. Um, um, uh, Cyrus said that everything that had been taken from them was restored to them and more. That's the way God does. When he restores you, he does not restore you to past glory. He restores you to a new level. So I want you to ask God to do it again. God will remember how you brought Israel out and we are aligned with the spirit of God and we intercede, intercede for your family, intercede for yourself, intercede for your loved ones and say, God, do it again. This is the month of supernatural turnaround. This turnaround will not pass me by. It will not just be another theme for the month. In the name of Jesus, there will be a supernatural turnaround in my life, in my home, in my church, in Nigeria, supernatural turnaround. In your finances, supernatural turnaround. In your relationship, supernatural turnaround. In the name of Jesus, prophesy a supernatural turnaround. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for a supernatural turnaround. We thank you for a supernatural turnaround. We give you all the glory. 
Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.thechurch316.org. God bless you.